Hey y'all, welcome back to But Now We Said It. Today we're going to be recapping episode 7, which is the finale of season 1 of Orange County. Can't believe we made it all the way to the finale already. Today I have a very special guest, DJ Richie Sky. You may know him from his channel. He's on YouTube. He's a creator. He was also on the show Stripped on Bravo, if you remember. And he's such a great guy, and I'm so lucky to have him here. Hey Richie, how's it going? Going great. Thank you for having me. Yes, your skin is glowing right now. Oh yes, that facial, that facial. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so good. I need to go get a facial. That sounds lovely right about now. Thank you. It was. It was a nice little break in the day. And of course, as I'm there, they dropped the Potomac mid-season trailer. And I'm like, you would do this today, right now? Really? Right. You know what? I can't believe you're right. You just said that. And I had it loaded up and I did not watch it yet. Oh, my gosh. How was it? Um, I think you're in for a treat. I mean, it looks like they're still delivering as they have been for the past, what, seven episodes? Nothing. I mean, there's a couple of little major things in there with, you know, Michael Darby, some stuff Shocking. with Juan. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh. It looks busy. Is it Michael Darby and Juan? <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, no, no, no. It's actually two separate (laughs) instances. It seems like part two of Michael Darby and Chris Bassett, uh, another round with them. And then it's uh, Michael Darby, no, Juan, basically, you know, kind of telling uh, Robin that he's fed up with her and fleeing the scene, literally. (gasps) Richie, I'm not kidding. I've been laughing so hard at Vicky Gumbelson. <laughs> like I just I I forgot how much I loved her because these past few se I mean, I would say since like season ten, like I just have not enjoyed her. She's she let the ego get too far ahead of her. It was the Brooks scenario. And the Brooks, yeah. I think that once that situation went down, I feel like that's when the network probably should have given her a year or two off, uh, giving her a pause like they've done with Dorinda, allegedly. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I think that, that that should have been the moment right there because the cast was so fractured after that. It would have been a nice, I don't want to say period, but a nice little comma for her, for her mm-hmm. to go and figure that situation out and evolve as a person. Because I guarantee you, had she had those years off, when she did return, it would have been a new a new Vicky and probably a much more humble Vicky as well. I honestly think now if she would return, I think we would get the Vicky Gumbelson that we've missed. And I don't know if she will, if it will ever make sense for her to return or not, but I miss Tamara first of all, but <laughs> I miss Tamara too. And you know what I was thinking the other day too, is that one of the reasons I believe that Potomac works, I mean, there are a lot of reasons, but mm-hmm. The I think the blood that pumps through Potomac's veins is really based on the dynamics between Giselle and Karen's relationship. And because there's sort of that Dominique Devereaux slash Alexis Carrington vibes that we get like from Dynasty era, yeah. I feel like that was Vicky and Tamara. Yes, yes, absolutely. And their relationship was kind of the nucleus for Orange County. 
Mm-hmm. And when you take that away so suddenly, everyone else to me, and I hate to say it, we're supporting players. No, it's true. I mean, Tamra should not have been let go when she or demoted or whatever they were doing. Like that was the wrong, wrong, wrong decision. If anything, Shannon should have been let go, to be honest. But if Ooh. if they Oh yeah. Shannon, Ooh. what has Shannon got going on in her life? Nothing. Tamra, to me, is the ultimate, one of the ultimate reality stars. She's someone who, when you bring in a whole bunch of new people, I think that would have ignited something in Tamra. She can kiki with them and fit in fine. Whereas Shannon, I don't think she's as moldable and she's not as easy to just throw in with a whole new group of people, you know? And I think that would have actually made Tamra's story, you know, a little more interesting because it's a whole new group of people. I think I would equate Shannon's freakouts, which were amusing in the first couple of seasons, and I hate to say that, to um, the excessive drinking on New York. Yeah. You know, it at one point in time, it was funny. It was hilarious. But at a certain point in time, you can't rely on that alone to mm-hmm. continue to satisfy us because we need more. We... I think for a lot of us, and I think this episode really, really brought that back home to me. I'm watching for fabulous, over-the-top lifestyles. I want to see them go to the jewelry store and spend, what, $40,000 worth (laughs) of cash on jewelry. That's what I want to see. I mean, in those relationships, the way that, I don't don't even want to get to the ending of the episode, but even the way it ended, I'm like, I don't even right? remember that happening like that. Richie, like, I forgot so much about these early seasons and rewatching. That's why I'm so glad I'm doing this podcast because it's so much fun to relive these glory days of Housewives. Not to say that mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it now. Of course, I still oh, enjoy absolutely. it. But there was a magic before it all in, in the beginning. And I just I just love it. I, I really do. And let's go ahead and dive on into the episode. We pop into the Keogh household. You know, Shane's leaving for college. Gina's saying she's actually excited for him to get out. <laughs> He's high maintenance. She's like, it'll be good for him to get out of here for a little bit. He holds up his shirt that says Buck Fuddy <laughs> instead of Fuck Buddy. He's <sighs> like, I hate to talk about somebody's <laughs> kid. I really do. But he was so just, it, it, I hadn't remembered this about him. But he was just kind of like a douchebag to her. He the way was. I'm like, are you talking to your mom like that? <laughs> he really was. But I have to tell you, I interviewed Shane for the podcast and he is wonderful. It's so funny. And he talks about how like people, when they see him now or like, or like introduce, get introduced and they realize he's from Orange County. He's like, they still think that I'm that 18 year old like punk. <laughs> And it's like, no, it's been like 20 years. Uh, Come on now. (laughs) I've evolved. I'm grown. But no, he's literally, not only is he hotter than he's ever been, so hot. He is, I could have talked to him for hours. He's he's such a great guy. You know, as they say, growth is a wonderful thing. It sure is. (laughs) Then Gina set up this Barbara Parker diamond shopping. This was literally like Mary Kay. For millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> or like a Candy's bedroom party, but millionaires. <laughs> I love that you said Mary Kay. 
They literally Especially the way she came in, like and yes. you know, they brought her into a her own little confessional. You know what I mean? Like, right? I was like oh, Barbara, I didn't remember they did this like this. Oh yeah. Some <laughs> of these side characters are getting confessionals and they're like right on the flies, like just pull them off and I you know, you gotta work for that confessional these days. So Gina and Cara, Vicky, Lori, and some of the friends go to Beverly Hills to Leon's, which is the drooler for the Academy Awards, or at least was. I don't know if they still are. Gina got Cara some earrings for her birthday. I can't imagine the amount of money they spend on their kids. That I didn't grow up like that, but I... I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. It must be, like, to be able to just walk into a jewelry store and just buy, like, these crazy diamonds or crazy earrings for someone who's 16 years old is just, it's wild. But you know, what was funny is, and it's not funny, but it's interesting. And I kind of would like to see more dynamics like that in this. I guess we do kind of see that in on some shows, but like to see Lori struggling with the idea of buying you know, just these two, what, I guess, thousand dollar pieces of jewelry, mm-hmm. you know, so altogether would have been what, 2000 something. And then having to literally kind of ask Vicky, can I have a raise? Oh, we buy this one. Okay, get your sales up, girl. I'll buy them. That'll be your bonus for the end of the year. We need a man, you guys. Ask your boss for a raise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you don't okay. need a stinking man. We just do it ourselves, girl. We don't need a stinking Yeah, but I always feel that jewelry is attached to men. Why is that? And I'm thinking to myself, Vicky is not giving you the best advice, girl, because you said you got all these things to do at home with your kids. <laughs> you and Vicky's telling you, yes, girl, I think you deserve, Treat yourself. You deserve something. Treat yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, we've got a hundred people on the call list back at work waiting to call. You know what I'm saying? Knowing good and well, most of that money's going into Vicky's pocket, but I digress. So, so bad for Lori. Lori, yeah, this this is what's so fascinating about season one of this cast is every single family and every wife is so starkly different and in such different life situations. And you're right. I appreciate the honesty of talking about those struggles. Mm-hmm. I'd rather not see you flaunt things that you don't have just for the show because that's we want authenticity. Yeah, I want to see over-the-top stuff, but I hope you can afford it. <laughs> you know, we don't need to see exactly. you going to jail later or, you know, stealing money or from the elderly. Or have a whole Right, well, a Lynn Curtain thing happened. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, exactly. Where they where they come to the house and they are trying to evict you. You know, I don't want to see that happen, but it's just interesting to see the sort of financial dynamics amongst the group and how Lori was just kind of struggling to make it. I thought that that was, I liked it for some reason. I can't tell you why. I just, I liked seeing that. I also just like Lori too. I think with her, you just want to root for her because you can Mm -hmm. tell she's compassionate and she's like a good person and she's struggling through a lot of things. So I think maybe part of it is that too, because you just really want to root for her. And she talked about this pattern that she has with dating men or finding people, I guess, who are damaged and then sort of bringing them into her life. And then that damage kind of affecting her And it almost seems that that has been a little bit of a pattern for her throughout, at least from some of the time that we could see her after she was on the show. 
And I wonder if now she's changed any of that for herself, Mm -hmm. because even with the whole situation with Steve, it's like, this is a perfect example of what you were talking about. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I, speaking of Lori as well, the other thing she said whenever she was looking at the the necklace that she wanted that was 26000 she was like, oh, uh, yeah, what? <laughs> I need a man. And Vicky said, we don't need no stinking men. We just do it for ourselves, girl. And I'm like, yes, Vicky Gumbelson. Okay. That is the stuff that I love that Vicky was doing so early on is like female power. We can do this on our own. We don't need a man. Yes, we. I. you can want a man, but don't be reliant on it. And then in seasons following, the first question she asks about a new person is, do they work? Do, does she work? Does she do work? They work? <laughs> <laughs> Why is nobody working? <laughs> Or she'll bring her laptop in emailing in the limo rides, like, with everybody there. Everyone's drinking, and she's just emailing away on her laptop. You know, she works hard, and you got to give her those props. <laughs> I, I do love it. And it's such an interesting thing that they, ha- that they had Vicky, and then they had Lori. Mm-hmm. And Lori worked for Vicky. I think that was an interesting choice to make. Yes. It's it's different, but similar with Bethany and Jill, sort of. They brought Bethany on, and she didn't work mm. for Jill, but she was Jill's buddy, and she was not, like, wealthy like the rest of them. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. And now look at her. Bethany Bakes took off, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the grand total they ended up spending as the group that day was $44,200. Listen. What? <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> I'm here for it because when I saw that total flash on the screen, Im- immediately in my mind, I was like, "Now, did they get a discount, or was that the was that the total value, or did they get some sort of discount because it was on the show?" But then I'm thinking, well, at the time, the show wasn't really they, were the they didn't know what the show was going to really. be. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure they probably maybe they didn't. Probably not. So then we get to Kimberly and Joe. Kimberly plays tennis a lot and so her and joe trying to build this friendship they um they have gone to play tennis you know this season and nobody at the time knows that slade and joe have broken up and she's afraid joe's afraid that without slade will this disappoint kimberly and like kind of be like oh i don't really need to be friends with her anymore kind of deal she so she was nervous to talk to her about it but in the meantime they were just watching these competitive kodo women playing tennis and they were supposed to play against them but in the end did not and i think they probably just went and had cocktails which is my kind of (laughs) day Physical activity? No. My physical activity is glass to mouth. <laughs> I thought it was wild that they didn't play. It was like, what? We set up this whole scene and you're not going to play? Like, that's, they literally that's stood wild there. To me. <laughs> so then we get to Slade and Slade has removed his ring. He talks about, I hate this line so much, about Joe. She should be done partying to the degree that she's partying. She's 24 years old. Like, you picked a baby, like, right now. <laughs> I'm probably a broken record at this point because that's my just my biggest complaint all season. Like, sir, you need to let the girl grow up. <laughs> you know what you're getting into with a 24-year-old. They got to live their life too. Yeah, I think that he, she was clearly not ready for that situation. I really thought that the show was going to focus more on her as as time moved on and she was going to become the sort of central figure on this show. 
Little mm-hmm. did we know she wouldn't last that long. The other interesting thing about that was Slade also seemed like a main character. And I didn't I really, I didn't remember him having so much airtime. You know like, why? He's literally the sixth housewife. He really is. You know why? So when I interviewed Joe, yeah, she said that Slade went to a charity event and there's silent auction there was to be on this reality show or project essentially and he bid on it and they won so that's how they got on the show (laughs) (laughs) you know what just forget (laughs) casting we don't need that (laughs) after date night that they had in the last episode she got home she slept in a different room she packed her bags early She texted Slade and she left him. Slade was talking about how Joe said she would change her behavior as soon as they got married. And he was like, well, that's like me going out and sleeping with a bunch of women and saying I'll stop when we get married. If she can't do it now, what's going to change when we get married? Two totally different scenarios. Totally different things. She's doing what a 24-year-old would be doing. Like, Yes. It, what were not, you doing at 24? Because uh, I was at the bars. That. I was at the club. <laughs> <laughs> that I have no level of responsibility, especially mm-hmm. not to be trying to take care of anybody else's kids. And she said that these aren't even my kids. Right. And, you know, she, I'm sure she does other days of the week and stuff. She is there for them. But, like, mm-hmm. there are going to be times where she's she's going to be her 24-year-old self. We come back to Kimberly and Joe, and Joe's finally tells Kimberly that they've ended the engagement because he gets resentful when she goes out, and he expects her to be home with the kids. And she talks about how her, her finances are mixed, and she's fulfilling the the wife role, but they're not actually married. <laughs> So she's just not ready yet. And Kimberly suggests counseling or couples therapy. And Joe makes a very good point. If it's that bad right now that we need it before we're getting married, should we be getting married? You know what? I will say I I would probably looking back on it now advised them to try to get some therapy because maybe a therapist is needed in a situation like that with an age gap that big. True. You know what I'm saying? Looking back on it now, it's like maybe they probably need somebody to be an intermediary to help Mm -hmm. them figure out the perfect balance. So she doesn't feel like she's missing out on the life that she does deserve as a 24 year old and that he's still getting what he wants as a partner who is going to be there, you know, with the kids, with him and all that good stuff like that. Maybe that would have helped. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it just wasn't meant to be. (laughs) <laughs> they were just it really wasn't inevitable so we get to vicky and michael has passed all of his microeconomic tests and he's waiting to re-enroll in school because he was kicked out of school for having such bad <laughs> grades vicky says that michael's taken advantage of my american express card fyi and, and the American Express card is going to be left back here. Michael has taken advantage of my American Express card. And what about the concert last night? You took all these kids to the concert, and guess who got charged? I said, where do you think the money's coming from? Well, just work a little bit more. So you're now, I'm now paying for everybody to go to a concert? Did I get reimbursed for it? They said they'd give it to me today. Today? Yes, today. Okay, okay I'll work a little bit more. So you can spend whatever you want to spend. Michael had the nerve to say, well, just work a little more. <laughs> <laughs> The entitlement of it all. Like, well, first of all, why are you giving him your American Express card? That's number one. Okay. 
Oh. You should just give him an allowance. And then when he runs out of that on, on whatever debit card you give him, then at that point, he needs to ask or he needs to work for the extra money. That I way, can... you don't have to worry about him running up your Amex card for all of his friends. Yes, right? Yeah, not even just him. Him and all his friends. <laughs> what? Vicky's the bank. And not a, not even a debit card. Give him cash, girl. Because guess what? Okay. He may uh, overdraft, and then you're going to be paying all those overdraft fees. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> I remember those days back in, in college. <laughs> so Vicky writes him a list to complete before he goes to college, and she's just pissed that he has not done what he needs to be doing to get back. That's kind of the theme of this this season with Michael is she's she's like, I want him to have a drive and ambition and I'm just so tired of him being lazy. So it's it'll be good to see, you know, his evolution in the future seasons. Mm-hmm. And then Lori, oh, I love this moment where Lori takes her daughter Sophie horseback riding. And that was like Lori's like hobby when she was a child and she hadn't done it since then she grew up on a farm and a ranch in idaho and horses were her life so she mentioned that taking her daughter there she was seeing sophie through her mother's eyes and it was really cute to see that was a nice little moment it Lori's path on this show was so interesting so interesting mm-hmm. and so very different from the rest of the ladies right So it's nice to see her have these little bright moments. Totally. You know, the kids being all so different, like she's dealing with a lot of stuff with Josh, right? So having these little moments with like Sophie and stuff, it's like making sure the other ones are like, I'm I'm here for you. We need to have our one-on-one time. I want to make sure that you know I love you just as much, even though I'm dealing with a lot here. You know, Mm -hmm. we still get our one-on-one time as well. Mm -hmm. She's such a good mom. Such a good mom. So then she talks about how she's helping out with a charity, planning a rock concert to raise money for kids with cancer, which this is, you know, a passion for me because I am a pediatric cancer nurse. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this charity event. Oh, this was tough. There was no one there. There was literally nobody there. We see Lori standing out on the sidewalk. You know it's shady when the editors do the timestamps. 7.10, 8.20, everything. No one showed up, literally. And Steve was performing the boy, you know, the friends with benefits that she's had this season. And <laughs> that was tough as well. <laughs> it was. I... The one light was the dancing old man. Did you see him? (laughs) (laughs) I I just kept thinking to myself, girl, I want you to date up. Mm -hmm. Why is no one in this friend group hooking her up with someone? I I would love to know what draws her. Like, it seems like she has just such a caring soul because she's literally drawn to people that she wants to take care of and nurture. And she does say that. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you got to be able to like, you want to live your life too, girl. You know, you don't want to always be taking care of somebody else. So then we get Slade going out to drinks with his friend, Eric, because he doesn't like going home to an empty house. He talks about the breakup last week. And he says this quote, everything is so perfect. And it really is just this one small aspect 
referring to Joe like going out and partying and stuff. And it's like Eric brought it, reeled it back in and was like, that's a big aspect. Like it really is. Like you guys are in literally two different stages of your life. That's not a small aspect because to him it feels small because it's what? Going to a bar. But in reality, it's her finding herself growing up and being mm-hmm. social, having a social life outside of her husband, fiance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's had all those experiences in the past and he's gotten to do all those things. So you can't rob her of that that time. And another thing that his, well, first first thing, I was distracted by the cigars. I cannot stand the smell of cigar smoke. Um, <laughs> so I'm literally thinking, how are they sitting there? And then the other thing I was thinking was that I think his friend Eric said something to the, or it was Slade. One of them mentioned something about, they kind of alluded to her being, being there for the money or or the things that he provided for her. And he said something to the effect, well, she's, I guess she's bored with that now or something like that. And I was yeah, like, I was like, she was impressed by that stuff in the beginning, but that's just not Joe. And, but, and I actually am glad that he, that Slade said, that's just not Joe, because I think that sort of takes away that. I feel like the Eric was sort of alluding like, oh, she's once a sugar daddy kind of thing. A, and that's not digger, at all. Right. Yeah. Or a gold digger. Right. Yeah. And that's not a, how it is. I mean, she was, of course, wowed by it, but that's not what she was there for. We find out that he, she cleaned out her closet and put her engagement ring on the drawer. What a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to wait until you get to the part where she... I know. I, I'm literally like... Right. That part to me, I'm like, my jaw was dropping at this point. I know. Like, I'll, I'll wait. I'm going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe's packing the rest of her things in the garage. She's not happy. She's... And she's not happy being with Slade, and she's not okay not being happy. Duh. Like, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Like, you you deserve all of the happiness. Slade gets home, and they start talking, and are you sure this is what you want to do? And Joe says, I'm not going to let you treat me like your child, and storms inside and decides to leave. And when Slade realizes she's going to leave, he takes the license plate off of her car. Talk about a child. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> that infuriated me so bad. Now, granted, I get it. You yeah. Want to establish visually that you pay for this, right? But how embarrassing is that? You have, I mean, the cameras are there. So mm-hmm. you doing that in that moment, I feel like was basically meant to humiliate her and make her feel like she has nothing in this situation because how else was she going to leave? So I, I just hated I did I hated that moment for him. Yes. And on top of that, he's the one that is always saying, like not wanting her to have a job, wanting her to stay home and doing all this. In order to do that, you have to give her money and buy her those things. You know what I mean? It was horrible. It was horrible. Go Joe. She's like, You're gonna take the plate. Peace. I'm leaving anyway. <laughs> she, she hurried her butt up and got in that car and drove off. <laughs> she said bye. <laughs> and then she speeds on off, or Slade speeds on off behind her, running over his shrubbery. <sighs> oh my God. You noticed that too? Right? I was like, oh my God, those poor bushes. <laughs> and he's driving a Hummer. Okay. So that you know those bushes. All of that. <laughs> So then later, Slade apologizes on his voice on voicemail, wants to talk. It calls keep going to voicemail, voicemail. He paces 
And then finally, Joe comes walking back in the house crying. She apologizes for her part. They hug and make up and they decide they really just want to be with each other. But Joe feels like she's failed at everything and Slade reassures that she's just everything he wants. So they rekindle their relationship. So in love, so toxic. Mm. I think we've all been there before. Oh, 1000%. Toxic situation (laughs) where you have this huge blow up. And then the next thing you know, you're rushing back to each other in tears. And the Mm -hmm. cycle just continues. No, that's not a good relationship. (laughs) There's the toxic love. And then when you're dickmatized. That okay. those are the two. When mm-hmm. you're dickmatized, good dick can literally keep you in something that you should not be in. So then we get back to Lori. Ashley's moved out. Lori says that Ashley's overstepped her boundaries in her personal life. Basically, Ashley does not like Steve, does not want Steve to be part of Lori's life. She doesn't care if she dates. She just doesn't want her to date assholes. Amen to that, Ashley. And then Josh is talking about he doesn't think that Steve's a bad guy, but he's not a good guy for his mom. That is such like a wise thing to say at what? I feel like he's like 15 years old. They have higher standards than she does. Right. So Lori's, you know, adamant about she can't get involved with my personal life. And Josh, again, coming through with some facts. It's not just your personal life. You bring all of that here and it spills into our lives. And we're all a family. Mm. So when Lori first met Steve, he abused drugs and went to rehab. So she cut him off or out of his life or out of her life. And then once he came back from rehab, you know, she does love him. So she welcomed him back. And as a friend, not a boyfriend or a husband, it just really seems like they were really just a friends with benefits and companion for while they're lonely. Mm -hmm. Well, Ashley ended up moving out and was she left owing twenty five hundred dollars. And she left without her dog. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact, Ashley revealed in our interview that that's not her dog. (laughs) She showed up at the very beginning, like with her dog. She's like, that was my mom's dog. (laughs) So then we get Gina and Vicky. It's like a split moment where Shane's packing for college and Michael's packing for college. And we get to see them how their the interactions are with Vicky and Gina between their son and their sons. She says to stay away from girls that look like football groupies. And he's lucky his grandparents live near the college. So at least he'll have, you know, his family around and his grandpa will be able to go to his games. Michael, <laughs> Vicky was being Vicky and she was annoying and nagging him. She of course was saying no drinking during the week. You have to drink only one night a week, preferably on Saturday. <laughs> Like, I love Vicky. I just I love, love it so much. And, and knowing who she is, that's such a classic Vicky moment. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. she's going to be, we know we know now that she's going to be like that for the rest of her life. <laughs> she, it is so funny because I, like I said, I've been watching other seasons as well. And I think it's in season two at the reunion. They do uh, like the Vicky package and it's like, he, he talks, Andy mentions like, you are very controlling or you like to be in control or, you know, all of that. And they should roll this package and it is just Vicky being like being Vicky. And at the end, she's like, I never saw it like that. (laughs) It's like, she's so the lack of self-awareness is my favorite part when it comes to that kind of stuff. It's just so funny. She's so type A. So type A. But I think that's probably what has made her such a really 
um, good businesswoman. Oh, 1000%. Well, she even mentions how, you know, she regrets that she didn't go away to school and get her degree. So she that's why she's so passionate about Brianna and Michael going to college because she didn't have that experience. Mm-hmm. Brianna's not leaving for college until January, but she thinks that that's going to be the hardest day of her life. And I think I'm going to commit myself to a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, we have to take a break. She's so dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic. It's it's just so good. Ugh. Vicky, of course, continues to annoy Michael while he's packing. And she talks about how she, she really does want him to be independent. But at the same time, it's hard as a mother to let your kids go and do that. And she's just not ready for it. She's sad that you know, I don't feel like he needs me anymore. And, you know, she's not ready to to enter that next step. It's so funny. Um, and this is just kind of a random thought about Vicky in that moment. And then reflecting on where she is now, if you follow her, I, you know, for anybody who's listening, if they follow her on Instagram and seeing her having moved into this new home, that's obviously like downsized and, mm-hmm. you know, because she doesn't need the space anymore. And so just to see that she's now entering this whole new phase of her life and not being on the show or or allegedly popping back up, according to what we saw from Heather Dubrow, um, it's interesting. You know, it's just kind of in- these this this episode represented such a big turning point in her life and then juxtaposing it with where she is today, a, a whole nother big turning point in her life. You're right. It's interesting. We've seen so much of her life. Yes. So many of these milestones. Well, that brings up a good point because I've said for a while now, especially once I started seeing like the Vicky, the Lisa Vanderpump, the Nini, I would love for there to be some sort of psychological study on reality stars that have been on for a significant portion of time. Like I'm talking, I'm not talking about like the three, four years on Housewives. I'm talking like, 10 years vicky was 14 years and then what happens after that because that is a huge change in your life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i would be fascinated to know like when all of that is over what happens mentally especially or psychologically especially when you if you weren't necessarily ready to be (laughs) off of your show so i think that's what the cool thing is that what they're what they're doing with the housewives all-stars or vacation or whatever they're going to call it and mm-hmm. is is seeing that specifically with a vicky you know and seeing that with a taylor because i wanted mm-hmm. to i've always been interested in knowing what's going on with taylor why hasn't why haven't mm-hmm. they brought her back i know she's in oc now but still like put her know, on oc she's fascinated to get some of these women back in the rooms together it'll be I think hopefully we can get some of what you're what you're talking about here, a look inside to see what have they experienced since they've been on the show. When we get back to Gina and Shane is now leaving for college and you see the typical dynamic between him and Kara, you know, they just always are at each other's throats and she's like, I'm not going to miss you. And she's excited to see, you know, how he de- deals with doing everything on his own because he's always had someone to do it for him. And Shane says, you'll miss me in an hour when it all hits you. (laughs) So true, but also 
so funny. <laughs> like, You're going to miss me, bitch. Wait an hour. <laughs> God, he was such a he was such a little asshole. <laughs> he really was. He was. But he ha- it's it's so funny to see how much of an evolution he's had. Well, we get to our first finale party. Kimberly and Joe were planning to have a birthday party at a neighbor's house with their new and old friends. Kimberly wasn't sure if Joe was going to come or if she was going to come with friends or if she was going to come with Slade because of, you know, they broke up. And Vicky and Gina are commiserating about their kids leaving and the stark difference between Gina. Oh, I didn't cry. And Vicky said, (laughs) I was bawling the whole I had to get the parking attendant to do things for me. <laughs> Lori arrives. Vicky says, fashionably late. And Gina says, what is she on blonde time? <laughs> Gina's so shady. Listen, they just treated poor Lori like. I just, know. He <laughs> just felt so bad for her. He <laughs> really did. He really did. Lori pulls Vicky aside and she tells vicky about the steve issue so steve had you know she reminded her about the drug problem and everything and when they were on a family trip to mexico josh her son watched steve buying drugs and he told Lori, and Lori didn't believe him and want to believe him and josh was like i'll take a polygraph and finally i guess steve owned up to it and she was just so upset that you know not only did steve I guess relapse essentially, but on top of that, exposing that to her kid who not only has a drug problem himself, but just was coming out of juvie. So it was just, she was done. She, it, she's like, I'm turning over this new leaf. I'm, I'm no longer, I mean, I'm going to focus on my family and not on others. She's always finds drug addicts and people that are really unstable and she's done. Any kind of drug is readily available in Mexico, but like literally any kind of prescription drug is also mm-hmm. readily available. So what was he buying? And I know right. I'm getting like into the minutia, but I I couldn't no, help I, I love that because those are things that I think about. Like I love getting into the, <laughs> the messy detail. Like what? So what? I Because I also don't know what was he addicted to? Like yeah, there's I, various different things, you know, it mm-hmm. can be, and they're all very different and how they can manifest, you know? And then Kimberly lets all the girls know that Joe and Slade have broken up. Gina hopes they get back together. Lori is shocked. Vicky isn't shocked. <laughs> She's like, I, ca- I called it. <laughs> Did Vicky. Megan. She told her, I'll give you, what'd she tell Megan? I give it I'll five give years. There, that was it. That was it. And look at her. Vicky knows. Okay, Vicky knows she might not have been right at, in that exact moment, but she knew. She knew. She's also not right in her own relationships, but she's good at pulling out everyone else. <laughs> As she's telling, you know, them that they they've broken up, Joe and Slade arrived together and Joe said it is one of the most awkward experiences ever. And as soon as they walk in, Gina says, "Are you okay?" So she had no clue that anyone would have even known. 
and clearly gossip spreads like wildfire. Joe chats with Lori and Vicky, and she explains that they're just sort of taking a time out right now, figuring things out, and in a transition state. Kimberly's now talking to Slade and mentions couples therapy, and Slade says that, you know, he's open to it. And she, she, you know, comes running back to Joe and says that, and they, they hug, and she feels she helped bring them back together, sort of. Joe says, you know, you, you really don't realize what you have until it's gone. And then we get the two months later. Oh, my Here God. We go. Here we go. So for everyone listening, so you know how we do at the end of every season. We get the pause of the housewife and then we get the card with all the facts. Here, this is what we're getting. We get a two months later and we sort of get a catch up on how everyone's doing. So Lori, she's a survivor from all of the stuff she's been going through over the past few years she doesn't need anyone else or a man to validate her she's doing great at Kodo insurance her sales are up 30 percent over the last year ashley's doing well and living with a friend unfortunately josh did violate his probation and is now living with his grandparents in idaho and we see a picture of josh like it literally he's like in overalls and like a wheelbarrow full of stuff or something it's like he's being put to work nothing could be worse to me than like doing farm work that is like i applaud anyone that can do it physical labor is not my calling (laughs) could not imagine it to be honest with you i worked for my grandfather and he worked in construction do you know i was asking to get off every day i would go in at like maybe 8 30 i would ask to get off at like 12 noon and after a while i just quit because i was i can't do this it was hot that is not my calling no Mm -mm. in my mind i was like god is not pleased with me right now so let me just this is not for me So then we see Kimberly. She talks about how the future is always uncertain for her because of her health, you know, her cancer scares and all of that. But as long as she has Scott, Bianca, and Travis, she will be fine because nothing else matters. That's very sweet. Kimberly is my favorite of the whole season. If you rewatch, like, she is a star that went away way too soon. She is so funny you have to go back and watch i'll, I'll give you some episodes uh, to see please please do yes. because she she just yeah she uh you don't see many characters like her on every show right she's grounded that, yeah yeah and and not in a way that's boring no not at that's all that's the key yes that's that's a, the key that's what it is. She's very grounded, but not boring. Yes. So then we get to Gina. Gina's still one of the highest grossing realtors in Cota de Casa. Colton, his hand has healed. Kara is a junior in high school taking AP courses, hoping to get into UCLA, and now a redhead. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> Shane is at Yavapai College and batting 400 with a 2.8 GPA. Go Shane. I was looking at all of these GPAs. Now, listen, I'm not going to critique or nothing like that because, again, these are these people's kids at the time. So I feel better because they're adults now. But I was like, I could not get that low in college. What were you doing? Like, I put the most, pr- my parents didn't put pressure on me. I put it all on myself. But I, same. I was so, I needed to get straight A's. I like had to. That was my thing. Yeah. And like, I think my freshman year, fall is the only time I got a B and I was just so like annoying about it I'm sure I was like can't believe that happened but yeah you're right I mean the the GPA is like I could not I can't relate (laughs) (laughs) me either I was like (laughs) 
and to be honest like a 2.8 is really good for shane like because the beginning of his story is he didn't get to play or get drafted so early because he didn't have the grades them grades will get you every time now we get to vicky she says no matter how much money she makes or how successful she is being a mother is the most important thing in her life don's new job in sacramento did not work out so soon after he got a new job closer to home michael says that he's only partying once a week has a 2.9 gpa at university (laughs) of colorado and brianna (laughs) left for nursing school Vicky didn't have a breakdown like she thought, and their rooms are ready for them to return when they come home for summer. I know. I love Brianna. Okay. I do. Yeah, she was always so great. I also love Brianna and Michael, the way they drag, and their friends drag their mom, her Vicky. They're like, she's crazy. (laughs) The amount of times everyone calls her crazy, it makes me laugh so much because it's not malicious in any way but it's just like she's nuts (laughs) (laughs) and then the doozy is joe she says i have no idea what the future holds for me whatever it is it's gonna be damn good then we see two weeks after kimberly's birthday slade and joe broke up joe moved out slade took the mercedes six weeks later Slade started dating Lori. We see a picture of them hanging out. Then kissing. I, let me tell you something. Because at the time I was like, I I don't remember this. Because even after I had to go back and watch OC, I did not remember the ending of that season. So to see, because I'm thinking they're going to say he's dating somebody, but it's going to be somebody else. They're going to probably have to blur her face out. Lori, girl, you ain't learned nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, granted, Slade wasn't a drug addict, but it was like, you think but this is a It's a whole idea? lot of mess. Yeah, That's for sure. It's a whole lot <laughs> the of mess. cameras should have been rolling then, okay? Right? And then, two weeks after that, Joe and Slade got back together. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe is once again driving her Mercedes. <laughs> Well, can you imagine the conversations around Orange County during that, let's say, three to four week overlap with Slade and Lori and then getting back together with Joe? Like, that was a mess. A whole ass mess. Like, seriously, Slade, step away from the housewives. And then to realize that he's going to date uh, Gretchen later is just like, it, He just trash. hops, hopping right through, hopping right through. Well, Gina gives us an appropriate closing and a very Gina closing. There's a huge mystique when you live behind the gates. But once they open up, we're no different than anyone else. And that's how we <laughs> end. I love it. The funniest, it's so funny. I just got to tell you this really quick. Before you invited me to do this, I had told myself I wanted to go back and rewatch all the vintage seasons, like the first seasons of each show. So this was like the perfect way to dive in. And the drama that occurred in this episode was literally more than in some seasons of some shows. That, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> And I think people, myself included, I always 
didn't even want to revisit season one because I was always like, oh, season one was boring. Season one was boring. Like, it was in my head. It was different. It was sure as hell not boring, though. And no, rewatching it, it is just TV gold. And I love recapping these old seasons. And I hope you will come back because I'm, I'm doing every season one and going in order of okay. you know how they release. So I hope you come back for another one. Yeah, bring me back. I think it's so much fun to kind of go back down memory lane and remember why we love some of these shows so much. Exactly. Well, do you want to tell anyone, you know, where they can find you, anything you want to plug or promote? You guys can follow me on Instagram at DJ Richie Sky on YouTube just type in DJ Richie Sky. And then please follow me on TikTok. I am literally trying to figure this thing out with TikTok because it's like yet another thing I need to do, but I feel like I need to do it. So we're going to be there and we're going to be going all in on it. Thanks again, Richie, for coming. I had such a good time chatting all of our old school housewives and of course recapping the finale of Real Housewives of Orange County season one. Be sure to check out other podcasts from The Dip, including Hot Off the Mess with Samantha Bush, Hop Chaser, TV, Watch, Repeat, and the Slut Pig Podcast with Christian Gray Snow. And don't forget to visit thedip.com where you can get commentary and analysis from writers, editors, and fans who are just as passionate about pop culture as you are. That's the dip with two Ps.com and follow them on Instagram at the dip. You can also follow me at Faces by Bravo where we can keep in touch until next time. And as always, but now we said it. <laughs>